0: What a week, Joplin. Hello, and welcome to the Joplin Globe's Weekly Recap Podcast. I'm digital editor Joe Hadsell, and this week we'll review the biggest news from across the region over the last week. After that, I'll share some thoughts about Thanksgiving and the holidays, Christmas creep, and why I want you to hear my holiday wish for you before we've even had a single nibble of Thanksgiving dinner. So, with that, it's November 24th. Here's what happened last week. An ordinance to approve two point eight million in tax incentives for development of a fifty point five million warehouse and distribution center for casey general stores gained first round approval of the Joplin city council. The company proposes the construction of a 288,000 square foot center in the Joplin city limits near the I-49 and 44 interchanges at 2715 South Prosperity Road. It plans to build a 40.1 million distribution campus with a 10.4 million investment in equipment and personal property. The first year of operations, the company would provide 108 jobs, increasing to 125 the second year. Police said the Monday morning shooting deaths of a Webb City dentist and her husband were a case of murder and suicide. Wendell D. Glass, 55, is believed to have shot and killed his estranged wife, Camille E. Hostetter, 45, in the dental office where they worked at 3100 East Azora Street. He then killed himself with the same handgun, police said. Hostetter filed for divorce in February, according to Jasper County Circuit Court records. Glass had been living in Pittsburgh, Kansas, while she resided in Joplin, but they continued working together at the dental practice. The Carl Junction Board of Aldermen voted to make the city the first in Jasper County to raise the age to legally purchase tobacco and vaping products from 18 to 21. The vote was 5-2, to with Alderman LaDonna Allen and Mike Burns opposing it, and Alderman Rick Flynn, Richard Zaccardelli, Roger Spencer, Randy Hutchinson, and Mark Satterley voting in favor. Several Carl Junction residents spoke at the meeting. It was the first time members of the public had addressed the board about the issue. The Sarcoxey High School cafeteria overflowed Tuesday when school board members met with roughly 100 parents, teachers, and community members to gather input on a proposal to move to a four-day school week. Those in favor of the change said they look forward to having Monday off for things such as doctor's appointments or errands, instead of having to take their children out of class. But others argued that the extra day off would mean less food for students in need, complicate work and daycare schedules, and leave more children roaming in the streets to cause trouble. The district had been considering the transition as it works to improve staff recruitment and retention. Other Southwest Missouri districts have adopted a four-day schedule over the past few years, including Jasper, Miller... East Newton, and Pierce City. The Missouri Southern State University Board of Governors this week named 14 people to a committee that will advise the board on who to hire as the next university president to succeed Alan Marble. The selection of the individuals to the committee was done in a closed meeting Thursday. That meeting was brought into question because of the Sunshine Law, which governs public access to governmental records in certain proceedings. John Dermott, the attorney representing the board, said he advised board members that their meeting was in compliance with the law. He said... Some of the people chosen for the search committee are employees of the university and the board talked about details of those employees that they felt should be discussed in closed session and finally the joplin high school football team will play for a state championship on Saturday, Joplin jumped out to a 21-3 lead midway through the second quarter and never relinquished it, defeating Fort Zumwalt West 41-20 to secure a berth to the Class 6 state title game. The number three-ranked Eagles will face number one-ranked Dismet in a matchup of 13-0 teams for the state championship. Joplin is playing for a state championship for the first time since 1984, when Parkwood lost to Jefferson City Helias 23-13. In a moment, our feature about the upcoming holiday season, but first... Well, Usually in this spot, I highlight something going on inside our building, but because I'm going to do that in the next segment, I wanted to talk about some fellow Joplin podcasters who you can find and listen to. I got to thinking about this when I saw John Buck post some construction photos of a podcasting studio. I am simultaneously excited for him and jealous of him. As a podcaster who works in a noisy building with a very sensitive microphone, I'm always covered in quiet spaces, and man, his photos look great. There are others in Joplin who have been podcasting for longer than us here. That includes Pocketoid. We've had Addison Langford on as a guest before. He and others play and review video games that can be played on handheld devices. The Joplin Toad is a new online magazine in Joplin, and they publish several Toadcasts each month. Little Bird Marketing has a podcast that features no little birds, but plenty of fascinating information about marketing and culture. And last but not least would be Tales of the Smoking Chihuahua, featuring my friends Scott Meeker, Benji Tunnel, and Chad Fletcher. Now, they haven't recorded since March, but their back episodes about geek culture and movies, and there are more than 240 of them, are hilarious. All of those podcasts can be found in most of the same places. You can find this one. And now for our feature. This Thursday is Thanksgiving, and you know what that means. Some people have already finished their decorating for Christmas. There was no waiting for Black Friday for them. They, they're already done. Christmas lights and inflatables are all over the yard. Tree is up and trimmed. Presents are wrapped. Radio dials and presets are already set to the stations that switch their formats to Christmas music. They can't wait to hear all about how Grandma got run over by a reindeer, and they're ready to laugh like it's the first time they've ever heard that song. That's certainly true at the Globe. Well, not the part about Grandma getting run over by a reindeer, but everything else, especially the decorations. We had our monthly employee lunch last Friday, and we celebrated with an early Thanksgiving dinner, complete with turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy, and a wonderful potluck of delicious side items and desserts. Oh, so many pies. They were delicious. We applauded April Bland in our Circulation Department for being named Employee of the Month, and we shared a lot of good food and shared even better conversation. We made sure to save enough for the night crew in the press room, sports department, and design desk. But as we walked back to our desks, we walked by several displays of Christmas decorations in our own building. Sharon is in charge of our front lobby decorations where there is an amazing Christmas tree there. If you've ever called in for a classified ad, you've probably spoken to Sharon already. She's awesome, and the lobby looks fantastic already, and I don't even think she's done yet. In the circulation department, they took things even further this year. There's a hot chocolate bar down there. A hot chocolate bar, complete with marshmallows, and chocolate chips, and white chocolate chips, and peanut butter chips. Oh, man. And the outside of our building features two miniature Christmas trees and some beautiful red lights. If you drive on 4th Street downtown, you can't miss us. We are ready for Christmas. And it's not even Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is always held on the fourth Thursday of November. Because the first day of November was a Friday this year, that pushed the date of Thanksgiving all the way back to November 28th. There's only two days left in the month, so maybe that's one of the reasons many got started early this year with their decorating. If the first day after Thanksgiving is the, quote, first day of the Christmas season, then this year, with its schedule quirk, robbed us of seven extra days of Christmas fun. Of course, that first day of the Christmas season idea is is a funny idea, isn't it? Thanks to the phenomenon of Christmas creep. We have stores that for a number of years now put out Christmas decorations for sale as early as October. Candy aisles at grocery stores start to fill out with red and green packages for our favorite treats. The hardware stores make sure that there is a couple of Santas and snowmen uh, with the inflatable yard decorations right next to the skeletons and pumpkins and witches that they sell for Halloween. And our favorite department stores start putting up a few signs with holiday icons. Over the last few years, though, stores have peeled back on that Christmas creep because of complaints and criticism that the stores were bringing out the merchandise too quickly. Now, those of you who know me know that I'm definitely one of those people who complain about Christmas creep. I've written columns before about my personal struggles with Christmas. In a nutshell, my personal struggle of the season revolves around everyone telling me how I am supposed to feel. And when I say everyone, I mean everyone. They may not know it, but the things that my friends and family say to the characters depicted in TV shows or the people in commercials, especially those evil car companies that run ads of bright and shiny new cars with a big red ribbon parked diagonally in a driveway surrounded by snow, but there's not a single track on the driveway or a single fleck of ice on the windshield... Where does that happen? Must be a Christmas miracle of some sort. But it's important to note that Christmas creep really isn't a thing anymore. We have holiday creep now. Every one of our major holidays gets about two months of celebration before the big event arrives. But only Christmas gets the complaints. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever heard anyone in your entire life complain about Halloween creep? Orange and black bags of candy hit the stores in August these days, but nobody's saying, oh man, the candy corn's out already? I don't hear any bellyaching about Easter creep or Fourth of July creep. Mark my words, as soon as New Year's Day is done, the seasonal aisles are going to be filled with the reds and pinks of Valentine's Day. Now, Valentine's Day engenders a completely different type of holiday hate, but that only backs up my point. We never hear complaints about merchandise for Valentine's Day being sold too early. Back to Thanksgiving and Christmas. Things have been a little different this year on social media. As you know, I'm the Globe's digital editor, so I spend more than my fair share of time on Facebook and Twitter. What's different this year is that a lot of my friends have posted memes with the theme of Thanksgiving putting Christmas back in its place. I've seen all sorts of cartoons featuring turkeys shoving Santa around. You wait over there. One of my favorites is a meme that says, this is a picture of my Christmas tree, and it's a picture of a shed, and at the bottom it says, that's right, it's in my shed because it's still November. Love that one. But the other trend I've seen this year is a lot of my friends apologizing. They're saying sorry for starting Christmas celebrations early. They write that they are that person who's first in line to buy lights and put them up on their gutters. And they're pleading forgiveness for enjoying those lights and other decorations. They're saying sorry for being excited about the smells and treats and anticipation of all the holiday fun to come. I hated reading those posts because even though I didn't identify with their love of Christmas, I most certainly recognized the feeling of being told how to feel. A few years ago, I wrote the following in a column that was published the Sunday after Thanksgiving, and I think here on the final podcast before Thanksgiving 2019 that I really want you to hear it from my voice, because I mean it with all my heart, and I don't want to wait until right before Christmas to send this to you. My Christmas wish for you is simply this. I wish you peace, and I want you to know that whatever you feel is justified. In a season where feelings feel forced, I want you to feel however you want to feel this Christmas, because you're right. This season is exactly what you feel like it should be. Only you can decide what the reason for this season actually is, and no one can take that away from you. So if you're swimming in the season's sweetness, awesome, high five, I am happy for you. If you're salty about all this Christmas stuff being out early, no worries. I'm right there with you, and savory can be just as delicious as sugary. Whether you're Buddy Hobbs or Willie Soak, I'll send you the same warm wishes for happiness. I want you to enjoy the upcoming month in a fulfilling way. Maybe you'll be lighting a menorah this month. Maybe you'll be celebrating the birth of Jesus. Maybe you're thinking about how you'll celebrate Ramadan and Ed whenever all that starts in April. Maybe you'll recoil with laughter as you see ugly Christmas sweaters for sale. Maybe you'll buy one for that party coming up. Maybe you'll get together with friends or family. Maybe you'll be by yourself. Maybe you'll watch a cheesy Hallmark Christmas movie, or all of them. Maybe you'll watch a Christmas classic, such as Scrooged or It's a Wonderful Life. Maybe you'll watch the best Christmas movie, which is Die Hard, starring Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman. Whatever it is, I hope you always remember that whatever this season means to you, means the world. And more importantly, I hope you remember that as right as your feelings are, everyone else's feelings are just as right. There are enough things dividing our society right now and the holiday season is a good time to remind ourselves that differences make us, us. And maybe a little bit of understanding is the best gift we can give. So, what a week, Joplin. Everything you heard and so much more can be found on our website, JoplinGlobe.com or in the pages of Each Day's Globe. Questions? Comments? Send me an email at jhadsall at or Or tweet me, at Joe Hadsel. On behalf of all of us at the Globe, we are grateful to you for being readers and subscribers. We hope you have a happy Thanksgiving, a wonderful week, and a warm holiday season.